Hello everyone, welcome to Genji Talks Podcast. I'm Lucy D'Antoni and I will be your host today for this new episode before our summer break. I hope you're going to like it. Today, I'm delighted to talk with Katarina Herzog, who is Senior Vice President Group Finance and Tax at Hugo Boss and based in Germany. A really long experience in finance in this international group. Katarina, it's all about emotion, empathy and objectives. As finance leaders, she is driven by results and improvements. She thinks that being a woman is an opportunity as soon as you keep your drivers in mind. Today, she is strongly involved in women empowerment topics and she tries at her own scale at Hugo Boss, but not only to move the lines with energy and authenticity. Katarina, thank you very much for your participation. Uh, before going deeper in our discussion, could you please uh, introduce yourself and your background in finance? Yes, of course. So uh, thanks for having me, first of all, Lucy. It's a great pleasure. Um, I always love to introduce myself at, uh, with some numbers because I'm a number person. So the first number is 400. Um, I'm one of 400 employees um, in the finance division at Hugo Boss. And um, the second number is number 15. That's actually um, the, the number of years I'm with the company. So I started 15 years ago. And now comes the next number. It's number four. I held four different positions in the finance division after joining Hugo Boss. And um, since 2014, I'm holding a senior management position as senior vice president group finance and tax. And I'm responsible for all accounting tax and treasury topics within Hugo Boss Group. And I can really admit, believe it or not, I truly love finance. And this already started 20 years ago in university. Which is a nice journey already 20 years ago. Talking about it, it's, it's a nice, uh, nice point. What was your observation when you were um, starting your career in finance? Yeah, that, that's, that's a really good question. And well, one of my first observations was that finance back then and also still nowadays was not attractive enough for graduates. Many of my fellow graduates, they joined consulting or went into marketing. And back then, finance had the reputation of being very boring and uh, not attractive enough. And unfortunately, this is still the case today. But I'm of a completely different opinion Numbers don't lie. And as a finance person, you always get an insight into how business is doing firsthand. And if you do it right, um, you can really get a close connection with a business and um, yeah, have an end-to-end -end understanding of the value chain and proactively support the business and the strategy execution. I wish more young talents would really realize this um, and um, not just see finance as a pure number crunching exercise. That's also the reason why I always try to spark passion for what I do and really show that it's interesting to work in finance. And just a parallel question, do you see that um, involving a bit with new talents when they are joining Hugo Boss in your finance department? The vision they could have about finance, is it a bit different from the one you, you just explained or it's still quite uh, the same today? No, I mean, finance has evolved in the last 20 years. Um, it would really be a very sad signal if finance functions would not have evolved in the last 20 years. 
And it's really interesting that um, there is a lot of literature outside now um, stating that finance will um, embark on a digital finance journey and the business partner function is a really interesting one. So that helps. Um, but again, at university, uh, people still teach a very old school way of finance and it's it's the job of, uh, of the professional people working in finance to spark the passion for finance. Let's talk now about a topic that you particularly care, having a child uh, while building a career. Today, there are large uh, divergences, I would say, in men's and women employment trajectories in years following childbirth, while mother normally withdraw from uh, full-time employment over time. New fathers typically remain in full-time work or, if not employed uh, full-time prior to birth, move into it. It's one of the big questions that women have today, how women employment change after having a child. What is your opinion on it? Yes, I have a very um, dedicated opinion on that because I'm a mother of a, a little girl and I want to be a role model for my little one. And um, actually, I gave birth to my daughter quite late. So I was already holding the senior management position, the SVP position I'm still holding today. And um, for me, it, it and together with my partner, we came to the agreement that returning to work is, is the best option for us because I didn't spend 15 years working on my career. And then suddenly after giving birth, I'm giving up on everything. No, that's not me. That's why I actually returned quite fast to work only three and a half months after giving birth. And um, you would say that's probably quite normal in France, uh, but this is quite unique in Germany. And um, therefore, I had to cope with some doubts and critical questions in, in my environment. But again, as my husband and I, we agreed already at an early stage that we will handle it and we can make it. Um, we really um, um, yeah, then brought this to life. And I'm really grateful that my husband, um, he um, reduced his working hours to 50% um, in the first months before our little one uh, went to daycare. And um, we really split the, wor uh, the work week as partners. So I was working two and a half days and um, then he was working two and a half days. And this gave me the opportunity to return to work only three and a half months after giving Uh, birth, but I returned part-time. So uh, main observation is, um, yeah, to work part-time is a result of being mother, but I wouldn't say it's a, it's a bad result because for me, um, I'm still working part-time. So I'm working four days a week. And this gives me um, the opportunity to really bring family life and work life into balance, but you really have to be focused and prioritize and spend your time wisely. You, you started to talk about it a little. Um, you are working in, in Germany. Uh, you are also part of uh, an, a big and international group, Hugo Boss. Then do you observe cultural differences on that important topic from Germany to, I don't know, Brazil, even France uh, sometimes with your colleagues? Is it a topic that you discuss? Yes, absolutely. So um, we have a lot of female finance colleagues in our finance family at Hugo Boss, and a lot of them are working moms. Um, and I had shortly after giving birth, I had some conversations with colleagues in Switzerland and the Netherlands, so our European neighbor countries. And it's quite different because in Switzerland and the Netherlands, um, 
female um, colleagues returned to work quite fast and they can't, really couldn't believe it that it's such a big deal in Germany. So in this regard, Germany seems to be lagging behind still in an international comparison. But what is the normal delay, I would say, after giving birth to, to go back to, to the office? It's like six months in, in Germany? Well, actually, um, you have the opportunity to go on maternity leave after giving birth um, for one year. And um, I would say that the majority of women really use this year of staying at home. Okay, so now I understand why three months and a half is not maybe the, the, the normal uh, way to, to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Katarina, the, the, the majority of women are seeking work to support their families. And this is exactly what you were explaining because of changes in the environment and also the economic conditions. This transformation is now, I think, normal and very dynamic. Um, do you agree with that? Do you think it's really important that your company is supporting your, your choice, whatever you want to go back at uh, the office after three months or 12 months? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm really glad that Hugo Boss is a really um, progressive employer and they always supported me in, in my endeavor to return to, to work after three and a half months. Um, they supported me in um, finding um, a daycare. Um, only in, in two months, we will open our first company daycare on the company premises. And um, I'm really glad that I'm working for, for such a caring employer. And this is really crucial nowadays because, unfortunately, childcare um, and childcare facilities in Germany is not really advanced. And that's quite, quite a stumbling block for a lot of women that would like to return to work or, um, yeah, after giving birth to a, to a child. I would like to ask you a question, even if I think there is no secret recipe, um, but... How can a working woman manage a work-life balance? Is it really possible? And if yes, what is your recipe, your secret? Well, there is no secret um, 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 yeah, receipt to success or a silver bullet. I mean, you have to find your own way. Let's say f nearly five years after giving birth, I can conclude that you need to agree with your partner that um, equality doesn't end after giving birth to a child. So childcare and um, taking care of your household is a joint activity. So you definitely need to agree on that. Um, you also need to be very um, uh, wise in spending your time. Um, your day has only 24 hours. The week has only seven days. So spend your time wisely and do really hard time boxing. Learn to prioritize and also stick to the Pareto principle. 80% is often good enough. You don't have to aim for 110%. And, and that's, that's what really helped me um, also to uh, get my inner balance and um, agree that it's good enough for now. In June, um, the European Union has agreed to impose a gender quotas to ensure women um, have at least 40% of seats uh, on the boards of large companies. It's clearly seen as a major step Uh, not only in France, but in the majority of European countries, and more specifically because Germany and France uh, were driven by this, uh, by this objective. Is quota a solution to woman progression? What is your opinion on it? 
Um, that's also a very good question. So um, I would say it's part of the solution. Um, I'm a number person. That's what I said earlier. And I'm a firm believer that if you set goals, you need to track process in a measurable way. And I mean, true to Peter Drucker, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. However, um, the quota is only one element to increase the, the share of female colleagues in, in management positions. I mean, look at Sweden, for example. Um, 50 years ago, they already implemented a lot of measures to balance family and, and professional life. Fathers are, are contributing a lot to the family life, but they're still lagging behind when it comes to the share of, of female talents in management positions. Um, so in my view, it's a responsibility of all of us it's a, as a society as a whole. And in some countries, this first requires a cultural change and you need to break up traditional role models and always question the status quo. As I said earlier, in Germany, it's about childcare. I mean, young, young talents, young female talents, they want to have a career and a family. And it's not either or, they want to have it both. But suddenly after giving birth, um, it's like waking up from a nightmare and you see if you don't have a place for the childcare. So what to do? Some of them really give up and stay at home because they're deeply frustrated. So we need to work on creating a more family-friendly environment and also involving fathers um, more often in, 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 in childcare. Which type of initiatives uh, could help women progress in big cooperation, do you think? I mean... For me, mentoring is really a very good example. So um, there's empirical evidence that 70% of young women feel more confident after hearing from a female role model that it actually works out. And I'm glad to say that I had a female mentor um, in, my, in my early years and she always supported me. Um, and she always showed me that it's possible to have both career and family because she was a mother of two, two boys. But it's also um, trust yourself and, and feeling confident enough to try out new ways um, um, th that could really be established through fellowships and, and roundtables or podcasts, what we actually do right now. Um, and it's always um, really important for the young talents that they don't copycat the male colleagues. It's important to find your own way and be authentic and true to yourself. And this is a journey. You have to really experience it yourself and always keep your inner confidence. And mentoring or fellowship could be a good support in this regard. You know, one question came to my mind by listening to you because most of the time when we are talking about mentoring and fellowship, we are talking to women, talking to women. Because this is the classical vision that we have about mentoring. Could it start uh, also with men involvement? Because, I mean, especially in finance, most of the finance, uh, uh, I would say, leaders are still men. It's a, it's a reality. Are they, according to you, uh, also involved in that process or it's still part of the change and the involvement? Interesting point. And I had a discussion with, um, with a colleague, um, a female colleague, by the way, about this last week. And we came to the conclusion that at the beginning, in order to um, discuss um, all topics around career progression and um, compatibility of family and career, it's better to discuss this in a safe environment and probably with someone who's 
really understands your situation and that's in most cases a woman but in the second step we definitely need more men as to support um, female empowerment so um we always say we need more women supporters or more mother supporters and of course this this also includes men definitely and i think that's important because sometimes and this is something that we can read in, in the media for example we are i think talking maybe too much about women supporting women but it's also a, a matter of men supporting women for for all this involvement so i think it's uh, it's important to have them Uh, in the team yeah absolutely and i mean i'm glad to say that um my boss the cfo of Hugo boss he's he's absolutely um, um, um he absolutely supports me and this also for a good reason because he's the father of four girls <laughs> ah so yeah okay so now i see <laughs> yeah The last question for you is, what could be the last advice that you could give to a young woman that would like to start a career in finance? This is a question that I'm generally asking at the end of the podcast. And um, yeah, most of the time it's really instructive because sometimes it's about daring. Sometimes it's about confidence. What is your advice? So my advice is, um, as I said earlier, be authentic to yourself and find your, find your own way. Um, Don't copycat your male colleagues and really um, find your inner balance to, to, to unfold your full, full potential. Because if you decided to go for a career in, in finance, this is for a very good reason. Probably you already um, learned a lot um, at university and be confident that you can make it um, and uh, always um, try, uh, stay curious, try to, to learn new things and The rest will come if you, um, well, build your inner confidence that you can make it. Katarina, thank you very much for your participation. You are the first one, I have to say, participating from Germany. Uh, and I'm really happy for it because it gives uh, to the podcast a truly international aspect. And we got a new perspective uh, by discussing with you today. So thank you. Merci beaucoup, Lucie, for, for having me. <laughs> Merci. Um, um, I like first ones. So it was a pleasure to, to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time and for listening. If you enjoy it, please share it to your network, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest news from Genji Talks, you can go directly to the website Genji Talks. The link is shared in comment. In the meantime, if you want to ask questions to Katarina, you can check her LinkedIn profiles. She is very active and she will be happy to answer to you. Thank you again and see you soon for a new episode of our podcast, Women in Finance.